Hello, and welcome back to another Coffee Talk, except this time around, guys, it's officially October, and if you follow any of my platforms outside of my podcast, then you might already know that I'm doing something called Utober over on my main channel, where I upload basically a fall or Halloween-related video every day for the month of October, and I included the Coffee Talks this year because it's a lot of videos, first of all, and I already film these now, but also just because I love making videos that kind of fit into that whole fall and October. October theme. Today in particular, I want to talk about spirituality, especially because I find around Halloween time that spiritual, I guess more of the trendier side of spiritual becomes more popular and I guess marketed with witches and tarot and ghosts and goblins, all of that, you know, and I wanted to just talk about mainstream or trendy spirituality and just struggling with my spirituality over the past few years and how it kind of coincides with my mental health. And I figured that we would start off our Utober themed coffee talks with this one. And then as we move closer to Halloween, they're going to get more and more spooky. So without further ado, let's jump in because we have have lots to talk about today. And before we do, as per usual, I'll start with a quote. This one says, make your own Bible, select and collect the words and sentences that in all of your readings have been to you like the blast of a trumpet. Ralph Waldo Emerson. What's up and welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. Today is a cosmic brew and to be honest, I feel like today's cosmic brew is going to be a little cathartic for me. I want to talk about a topic that I've been sitting on for a little while and I figured I would do the first Utober coffee talk, if you will. So if you guys are new to Utober and you don't know what it is, Utober is a series that I do on my first ever, I guess, personal channel on YouTube where I upload a video every single day for the month of October. And it's just kind of, you know, to get everybody in the fall mood and to get me in the fall mood. And it's just fun and it's cozy. And this year I decided to include the coffee talks. My goal is to make all of the coffee talks for the month of October to fit into that kind of cozy autumn slash when we get closer to the end of October, more Halloween themed topics. I've made a lot of videos and content around spirituality before. I wanna do so today from a different place. I wanna talk about struggling with spirituality and just honestly just come from a very open place with my own personal experience of what I believe spirituality to be, demystifying a lot of the trendier things we do see in spirituality and I am guilty of that exact thing. Now, before I jump in, I can only ever in anything we ever do talk about or anytime we're ever hanging out virtually, I can only ever speak from my own personal experience. I can only ever give you guys the thoughts and energy and currents that run through this brain. I am open to hearing your opinions and experiences. I love being online for this reason because we're able to connect with so many different types of people and hear different perspectives and different reflections, you know, pitched back to us. And I think that that's really cool. Just know that with anything I'm saying today, I am by no means trying to discredit any spiritual practices. I'm really kind of just opening up a topic rather than closing or criticizing anything. We're constantly growing, we're constantly changing. So even though this is my truth in this moment or truths that I may have felt up until this moment, doesn't mean that I'm always gonna even agree with what I'm saying today. You know, I can go back to even old spiritual videos that I've made and be like, 
girl, I think I disagree with you. Sometimes it sucks, but with the internet, you really do have to kind of disclaim that because I feel like most people, if you're here and you're part of the Coast community, I know you're an open-minded, cozy companion. You can, you can get people that sometimes I think, especially when you're talking about things like spirituality, uh, just get really heavy. Now, I personally don't believe that any spiritual practices, rituals, religions, beliefs, anything like that are better than any other. And, you know, ultimately my intention today is if any of you out there have ever struggled with your beliefs about anything, like the world, God, why we exist, your spirituality, who you are, like what is that energy inside of you, if you've ever kind of struggled with that, and I think that that's a very human thing to admit that we have, but if you ever have in today's world and, and kind of felt like bad about it because you weren't sure what category you fell under, then that's also my intention today to let you know you're not alone. I get you. So I guess I'll start there. To be a human being, in my opinion, is to be a spiritual being. Mainly I'm talking about life. Like when I say spirit, I mean life and the practices used to connect to life. I want to talk about how I got there because there was a lot of lefts and rights, rights and wrongs and uh, trends that I've bought into and, and struggles that I've gone through and shadow work that I've done that I just, yeah, I want to go there today. So ever since I was really little, I have always felt connected to certain different things. And this is not a special experience. This is something that you probably have also felt too. And even though for me, when I was little, it was things like animals and bugs and nature and laying in the sun and laying in the snow and staring at stars, that was when I would feel connected to something. For other kids that were probably my age at the exact same time, actually, I can go as far as saying I grew up with two siblings, an older sibling and a younger sibling. It was always interesting to me to be able to kind of see both sides, you know what I mean? To see the things my sister was into and the ways that we would connect and the ways we would clash and then see things that my brother was into and see the ways we would connect and clash and seeing the same energy or the same excitement or the same deep sense of pondering be pulled out of me by those certain things to then seeing that it would get pulled out for my sister or my brother in different ways. Like for my brother, he was a very active person, so always riding his bike. If you were to look at him in those moments when he was a kid, you could see the spirit in him. You know what I mean? Like that's when he felt most spirited. And then there was my sister who that sense of spirit would come alive whenever we were in family settings, whenever all of the family was together doing something, whenever it felt like, for me, it's like when I look at my sister, even today, I can see her spirit come alive when she's in the presence of all of the people that she loves and cares about. It's almost like I can sense that she feels the most deepest connected to herself, but even that is just my own projection. Like that might not be the case for her. Feeling connected to this thing wasn't necessarily nature, nature was my portal, you know, but everybody's portals are different. One memory I have is laying on top of this snow fort that my dad built. I think it was maybe grade four, just staring at the stars and having this moment with myself where I was just like, what is life? Like, what are the stars? The stars are so, I'm in a galaxy, I'm in a universe. Like, and, and just having that, like, who am I? What is life? What is this energy? How am I even thinking this right now? And then being like, there's something out there. There's something. I, I know it's there. I feel it. I think the coolest part about connecting to your spirituality or seeing the ways that kids in particular, their spirit comes alive is that kids also have 
wild imaginations. So I might still get that same feeling looking at the stars now at 26. My imagination is much more limited in a way that I've grown older. So I have come to accept truths about the world, come to accept facts about the world, come to accept things like science, things like different perspectives, things like knowledge. We accept information. And as soon as we do that, our imagination can sometimes get a little limited. I think the best way I've ever heard spirituality and religion be explained because it is a very vast subject to try to explain is in Untamed by Glennon Doyle. If you guys have read this book, you'll know. And if you haven't, you gotta read it. It's so good. Your existence, like your spirituality, all of these things, genders, all of this as being fluid things. These are like water. And what we do as human beings, it's so overwhelming the power of our energy, the power of life. When you really start to think about life and then you're like, oh my God, like this is every day in, in a way is kind of a miracle. So that life is a miracle feeling or like, oh my gosh, like what does this even mean? We try to take the water and put it into cups. And we call the different cups different things, like different roles that we take, whether it is religion, it can be Christianity, it can be spirituality, it can be female, male, it can be LGBTQ, like the wide range. There's so many different cups now. And I think another thing that she said that I, I feel like is very important to note is that there's more cups today than there were even back when our parents were our age. And that's a glorious thing. But all it really actually comes down to is human beings trying to materialize almost like a thought or to categorize life, like human experience. And you really cannot do that. Yeah, like it's like even today, spirituality is a cup. Spirit is just what's filling the cup. So as I got older and more into my teenage years, especially in my later teens and earlier 20s, I really started to identify with calling myself spiritual. And I identified with this because I felt like, so I was raised Catholic and I went to a Catholic school, uh, elementary school and high school. And there was something about it that just didn't click with me. I tried, there was one year in particular, it was grade 11, where I really tried to connect to my faith in that way. It felt like I could understand most of the underlying messaging, it just wasn't being spoken in my language. So it didn't feel, it didn't click with me. I always kind of felt more gravitated towards things like spirituality. I always liked things like horoscopes. I enjoyed yoga in high school. I enjoyed, I guess you might call it meditating, but I feel like it was, I call it meditating now, or like I look back on it now and I realize that it, it was a sense of meditation, but I liked listening to music and going for long walks or just laying and listening or laying and looking at stars or laying in the sun. The thing that I enjoyed most about spirituality is that it was so open-minded. If you are Catholic, then there were almost kind of like rules versus if you claimed to be spiritual, it meant what you wanted it to mean. And that's what, and still to this day, gravitates me towards spirituality because it really is just about your spirit. That has whatever meaning you decide to give it. And the practices that allow you to dip into your spirituality are going to be different for you than anybody else because it's going to be a, your own unique language of you connecting to life and having that experience was being not God, but a part of God, because it was like way bigger than that. You know, it wasn't like there was this man with a beard up in white clouds who decided who gets in and out of like heaven's doors. That made less sense to me than the idea that spirituality or your spirit 
was God and that God is that God is. The more I started to gravitate towards that spiritual label, the more I started to do research. And I feel like I started to fall down a couple more of the trendier sides of spirituality, which I don't blame myself. You know, it's a nicely packaged deal when you start getting into things like spirituality. I have a very open mind, sometimes to a fault. I guess I'm always willing to just hear things out. And I feel like I am the stereotypical target audience for spirituality because I fit so many of the spiritual stereotypes, if you will. But at the same time, there were always things that either sat with me or didn't. And I started to struggle a little bit the more research I did because it started to almost feel like specifically with a lot of the more new age things, it was starting to exhaust me in a way. If I didn't spend every new moon <laughs> doing like a manifestation with all my crystals out and things like that, that like I was like, like it started to give me that sense of pressure and, and anxiety. And that was definitely my own doing, but I think it was just because there was just so much fluff out there, really. There was so much unnecessary complications with spirituality and the new age things that I started to feel almost like too tired to connect to my spirituality anymore because I had labeled that as being spiritual. Now, I also got a lot of benefits. Dipping more into my spirituality, I was able to pull up and process a lot of trauma in going into spirituality. It always kind of led me back to some tangible reality decision. Like I got into spirituality, which helped me start seeing my therapist. You know, it's like I would go into this kind of untangible world that nothing is really materialized. So it's like I said, it can easily come with a lot of fluff but I would always take what actually made sense to me, come back out of that, and then use it to take action in the real world. Breath work has literally changed my experience with anxiety and I can catch my chest getting a little tight because I know I'm talking about something that I feel like is so hard to just like put a cap on and there's so many roots we could take with it. And again, it's just like when I catch myself working myself up, trying to remember everything I wanna say but also not offend anybody, I have to take a breath. I come back to my breath. Those are the benefits of things that I've gotten from my spiritual practices and from learning and remaining curious and, and exploring spirituality in this kind of more trendier way. I always balanced it out as best as I consciously could with logical reason. I definitely had a blind spot and I definitely was naive to believe a lot of the earlier things that I used to swear by. The illusion of spirituality shattered for me and that pretty much brought me to the place that I I am at with spirituality right now. Things like manifestation, things like the law of attraction, I feel like it worked until it didn't. I was like raising my vibration and like being more zen and connecting more and aligning my chakras. And it kind of felt like at the same time, the, my life was changing. And for a long time, I gave all of the credit to things like my spirituality. I used to think, you know, I used to dream about being a YouTuber and then I became one, like that's spirituality. And it's like, no, that was hard work, dedication, a lot of effort, a lot of failure, and a lot of just getting back up again because it was something I loved to do. And I was giving all of the credit to my spirituality. When things stopped or didn't go my way or fell apart or terrible things happened or my heart got broken or I was so wrong about something. I had to flip spirituality on its head a little bit and have a big reality check with myself. And this is, I guess, my most recent 
chapter of spirituality. And it's something that I haven't really spoken about until today, which is why I feel like today's video is very cathartic. And I don't know, I feel good about sitting here and just being honest about this is that I didn't want to talk about the, the side of spirituality I struggled with. I almost kind of had this like spiritual guilt for feeling untapped or out of touch with my spirituality for no longer gravitating towards a lot of the things that I was loving for so long and that I felt like I was getting something out of for so long. I think that that comes from a lot of the, I guess, kind of like the spiritual bypassing into just constantly feeling like you have to be aligned and positive and zen all the time. And it really takes away a lot of our actual human experience and emotions and the harder sides of life. Felt like I would either be making like a super positive, motivational, low-key spiritual video, or I would be having like a video where I would just be like, yo guys, I need to get real today. I'm having panic attacks all the time. And like, I'm too depressed to leave my house. And like just being so raw and honest. And it was kind of like flip-flopping back and forth between those things because I felt like I didn't want anyone to address or think my mental health. I didn't want to think that my mental health was me not being able to connect to my spirituality or my spirituality failing me. I have a lot to unpack here, but this is pretty much phase two is that I guess my shadow work, you might say, uh, that's definitely one way you could put it. But what I really mean my shadow work is just to not just be focusing on the Zen and the positivity of spirituality and to actually work with the more complicated emotions of human experience. And I wanted to be, and I have been so open and honest about things like mental health. And I was like, where does mental health fit in with spirituality? Because how can, I be a spiritual being and then also struggle with depression and how can I be a spiritual person or be trying to, or like, was I trying to reach enlightenment to cure depression or like, how can I feel so anxious and have panic attacks and a panic disorder, but then also at the same time be trying to, when you're trying to like manifest and you're constantly trying to force yourself to think positively, you really start to doubt yourself and you think that all of the problems in your life are coming because you're just, you're constantly worrying and you're thinking badly all the time and you're thinking negatively. And a lot of the spiritual things that I was trying to hold on so tightly to that weren't working for me, I didn't want to say it. I felt like I had failed my spirituality or like I was, it was my fault. I don't know how far I would go with saying, despite enjoying practicing things like tarot or oracle deck readings or reading my horoscope all the time or, you know, learning my birth chart, I don't know if I actually 100% could stick the flag of I believe that this is 100% truth in that piece of land. And I'm cool with that. For me, that works for me. For some people that, again, I don't want to offend anybody with that. If you do believe that, that is totally fine. I don't need to have 100% accuracy with it to practice it just because I don't actually have 100% accuracy with like anything in life. Having just enough wiggle room, not to question things, but just to keep an open mind. I'm not saying things like tarot or birth charts or moon phases or any of that isn't reality because as long as you're experiencing it, it is a part of reality. What I personally really believe this to be is just communications of having deep intuitive feelings or having deep sensitivities in order to be able to pick up on things and then communicate that in some kind of way. And everybody communicates those things differently. I've spoken many times about a woman named Jane and she is the woman that I go to in Toronto to get my tarot readings. And I've gotten a few readings by her because I really gel with her. I believe that she is incredibly intuitive and incredibly sensitive to energy. And 
I think that intuitive people that are really sensitive with energy that are actually able to almost detach from their own personal personalized perspectives can give pretty good and close to damn accurate readings of certain things. And they might use different tools to channel that. For instance, with Jane, she used tarot cards as a way to channel her intuitive nature. And me sitting in front of her, I'm emitting frequencies, I'm showing facial expressions, I'm either nodding yes or no. Um, even if you don't nod yes or no, I just feel like it really depends on how open you are. Because if you're also blocking somebody, they're not going to be able to read you. But when you're when you sit down and you're open without really giving much information, information and somebody actually has that talent and skill of sensitivity and intuitive nature, I do think you can get pretty damn accurate with things like tarot. And Jane is somebody that I've always felt to be pretty accurate with me. I always go very open. There are certain things she has said that have been really accurate, but then at the same time, because were they accurate because I went looking for them or created them in my life because she told me? Because there's also been things that she has told me that aren't necessarily 100% accurate. She's basically channeling what she's seeing and feeling based on the information that she can sense. Do I 100% back everything that I've gotten from her? No, because I that was her organization of that information and my organization, my connection or my spirituality or to life is different. There have been times where I myself have felt very open and receptive of my own sensitivities and my own intuitive nature. So there have been times where I unroll my yoga mat and I feel like I have a really deep spiritual experience or I'm meditating and I feel like I have a deep spiritual experience. I, I suddenly feel like I'm connected to this deeper sense of my myself, but also everything else and realizing that they're all the same thing and all nothing at the same time. A simplified version of, of what I'm feeling in those moments, but it's because again, I'm trying to give you a cup of the water that I feel in those moments, but the water, it's water. It just is. It's like, I, I understand the isness of I and, and the interwovenness of all in I, you know? Oh gosh, I'm really getting sidebarred right now. There are also times that I've unrolled my yoga mat and felt nothing. There have been times where I can't even unroll my yoga mat and I really struggled during those times. And I'm sure I'll probably have times like that many, still many times like that in my life in the future. But I've learned from, from it because I feel like I got really into spirituality and yoga. And then when I felt like it shattered in front of me in a way, and I was dealing with a lot of my body shame and a lot of my eating disorder tendencies and things like that, I really struggled with yoga. I struggled to unroll my mat and feel connected because I didn't and I struggled to meditate at times. I still struggle to meditate at times. Uh, I have a good streak going right now, but that doesn't make me any more spiritual than, than the times where I'm meditating and I don't feel connected or I go weeks or months without meditating. Your spirit is not connecting with you in that way. It's not using that channel anymore. You know, you're on a different frequency. I feel a connection to my higher self, but it was I've struggled a lot with spirituality when I get around other people that connect in different ways because again, it, there was this, not all the time, definitely not all of the time, but there have been times where it almost feels like certain spiritual practices or certainties are, if you don't believe that or if that doesn't work for you, then you're wrong. I wish I was a naturally confident person and I, I work on my confidence as much as I can without stressing myself out. 
But people who are naturally confident, especially when it comes to things that are so unrooted, I am always kind of in awe. I have met a lot of people where their certainty in their spiritual practices made me feel like I was wrong, or they actually intentionally told me I was wrong. I've learned now how to have better boundaries and certainty with myself, at least at a base level, so that I don't let people cross that, or that I don't abandon myself literally to just because somebody seems very certain and confident. But it also, I struggled a lot to the times specifically where I could catch on to the kind of more ego side of, of spirituality and feel like, okay, maybe that's not actually spirituality. And I would feel a sense of just naturally, like, no, like I'm even leaning away thinking about it, but it's just like, mm, I don't think that that's spirituality. But I would still struggle to voice that I felt differently. Because again, I, I feel like, who am I to say what their spirituality is? Who, who am I to say that because I'm picking up kind of more egotistical vibes that that's necessarily what it actually is. I'm not God either. So I, I guess just kind of that, it comes across sometimes as non-complacent, but what it really is for me is just that I have that imposter syndrome of who am I to say what, e what spirituality even is? Who am I to even sit here and film this video? Who am I to say that when somebody is seeing signs that they're not their signs. You can find people that are very quick to tell you that you're doing this wrong or this right or to discredit what you feel helps you connect to something. I'm gonna be so honest right now. I think another common trend that started to really turn me off of spirituality specifically with manifestations and the law of attraction and because I myself felt like I had used it in a way that felt wrong to me. You start to see trends of how to manifest a Victoria's Secret angel body, how to manifest this person, how to get your ex-boyfriend to reach back out to you through the law of attraction. It's specifically the ones about body image and about changing your body or changing anything about yourself to become more attractive or to fit more societal norms or to manipulate anybody else's sense of will. Because I, I ingest spiritual content. I see a lot of spiritual content on, on YouTube and, and TikTok and things like that. And there's a lot that I didn't agree with. And again, I struggled because it wasn't like, I didn't ever want to make it seem like I disagreed with the person. I just maybe didn't agree with the use of things like law of attraction and manifestation for such ego, like such ego filling needs, like to try and manifest abs or to try and manifest a luxurious car or to try and manifest somebody else's love if they're not already kind of naturally giving it to you. And again, I know that that's not always the case and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with wanting a nice car or wanting your ex-boyfriend back. I just feel like when it's specifically when it's being sold to you, like when you're paying somebody to help you manifest a boyfriend or when you're paying somebody to help you use the law of attraction to change your body in some way, I don't know. It just, when it starts to feed into a lot of the, I guess kind of the more unhealthy, egoic, rooted intentions, I've struggled with that a lot. You know, being under or putting your life out and your perspectives, your opinions, putting anything out into the public eye, being under the public eye in any kind of way, even on the smallest scale that I feel I have experienced, it is a very interesting experience. I, just like with spirituality, feel like it has brought me a lot of good, even if it felt really hard at times. For instance, constantly having to be 
aware of the fact that you're under a critical eye all the time. Like there's always going to be someone that's critical of you. And that for me has been a blessing and a curse in many ways. But the blessing that has come out of that is that I put a lot of pressure on myself to constantly just be aware of my influence. I, ever since I started YouTube, I've always had people just be negative. But when it went from negative to harsh was more so when I started to share more about my spirituality. Somebody was so willing to just like wait for me to mess up or say something wrong. Yes, there's always going to be critics, but I felt the, I, I felt personally like the critics got worse the more spiritual I got. And that turned me off of my spirituality a lot too. I think that's something we all should be very serious about are our boundaries in life. This is something that I've learned in so many different levels of existence, but specifically with anything that you hold to be very dear to your heart, I think it's important to have boundaries. And I started to set my own boundaries with my spirituality because something that I try to still protect. In a way, I do have a rosy colored tint on life. I know that, especially online. If you know me in person, you'll know that there's more of a neutral state that I tend to stay in, but online specifically with my content and what I feel my intention and my purpose kind of is with my content is to make people feel comfortable and cozy and motivated. So I definitely put positive spins on things. I was taking other people's criticism and negative opinions and internalizing them. I've always also kind of been insecure about the thought that anyone would think I was hiding behind spirituality. And I've even read comments like that before too. And it's like, no, it's really not my intention. It's that I'm a lot of the times when I, when I suddenly go radio silent or if I'm less active than usual online, specifically in the last two years, I'm processing, you know, I'm doing a lot of healing and work in an earlier time in my life. And ultimately the final shatter of spirituality for me, like kind of had that epiphany that maybe it wasn't what I thought it was. Human beings innately want to belong. We want to belong to anything, anyone, a group, an organization, something that makes us feel like we are not experiencing this journey alone because that thought is extremely terrifying to our inner beings or maybe more our outer beings. I don't know. That's up for debate, but it's the idea that these trends have been trends, religion, spirituality, all of these things have been around for so long and they've been trending for so long because we as human beings, we want to belong to things. We want to put watering cups and we want to belong to certain cups so we know where we stand. So we have some sort of sense of certainty in all of the uncertainty that is human life experience. That said, there's a difference between the trends of spirituality for centuries versus the more trendier sides of spirituality that we see in today's world because social media came about and technology came about and that changed a lot of things because everything can be sold now and everything can be put into some sort of cup or crystal or book or program. And listen, I love Indigo. Okay. The bookstore. I actually remember when Indigo started sh just selling more crystals and meditation pillows and I guess more of that wellness lifestyle stuff. And that also ties a lot into spirituality and, and kind of trying to market it. And I was super excited about it because like I said, I was 
so ready to just take all my monies. I'm trying to be spiritual. This is reflecting spirituality back at me. I'm going to buy all these things. I've bought into and been a part of the trendier side of spirituality. You know, suddenly everywhere you looked, there were shirts that said things like namaste in bed or live, laugh, love yoga or <laughs> zen af. That started to become super trendy. With trending spirituality, and basically stereotyping spirituality, you are able to market spirituality. When you put it in a cup, you can sell the damn cup. And when you sell the damn cup, guess who buys? Hi, I'm your market audience, spiritual brands. Um, I love you. I'm not saying that you're doing anything wrong. I'm just saying it's something to be aware of because again, this is where just like with anything in life, you've got to be able to weed out what is and what isn't for you. A perfect example is me and crystals. You probably, if you've watched my vlogs, you know I have crystals. There's crystals behind me on my mantle back there. I love a good amethyst just because it's my birthstone. But outside of that, I know very little about crystals. I have tried and tried to learn, to understand, to hold different crystals and feel certain things. And I, for the life of me, another in spiritual insecurity of mine, because I just never could get it. I was like, mm, I think I feel something, but it felt more like I was forcing a feeling or I'm trying to understand, or I have a friend that's so into crystals and I'm like, tell me everything you know. And as she's telling me, I'm like, it still isn't clicking for me. I have spent so much money on crystals. It's pathetic. It's sad. I hate it, but I also kind of love it, but I hate it because I get it. I don't have to see things to believe it, but I do have to feel it to believe it. And if I don't feel it, I can't believe it. Going to yoga teacher training, for instance, and learning about enlightenment through that perspective, I felt more drawn to those, I guess, most, most traditional sides or maybe more of like the more Buddhist side of spirituality, but not even like, I feel like it's hard because again, I'm trying to put a cup on something, but I liked or felt more truth in the idea of enlightenment being something that comes from almost like the complete dismantling and destruction of and shattering of your perspective on life. It's like, it, it's almost like an unbecoming and everything up into that point of realization with enlightenment and with spirituality and with manifestation and law of attraction, that it was all meant to make you better in some way or to make you happier in some way or to work on yourself in some way. When in reality, and, and I feel like the biggest kind of spiritual breakthrough I had was right around the time I was doing my yoga teacher training to now, I feel like it's been like an ongoing like awakening in a way. And I made a video about going through spiritual awakening, but it's like the awake with the awakening, has come a lot of struggling and a lot of not understanding and a lot of holding things up and being like, okay, this feels like it's true to me. And this doesn't feel like it's true to me in order to reach enlightenment. It's like, it's letting things go. It's allowing yourself to fall, to fail, to completely fall apart, to experience struggle, to experience pain, to experience suffering and understand its space and its need and its purpose in human experience and in life. And it's how it balances out the happy, the good, the love, the other side of that 
you know, that duality. I mean, you can't have life without death. You can't have belief without disbelief, you know? You can't have light without darkness. You gotta have both. Realizing that spirituality had nothing to do with staying positive all the time and zen all of the time and like attracting things into my life that were going to help feed my ego and or to make me feel better. It shattered into this actual truth and realization that spirituality is just human experience and connecting to it and allowing it to be. Are you looking for true authentic love and connection with other people or do you love the idea of being loved and what it's like to feel loved and to try and possess people and to try and possess things? Are you able to keep your mind open to all of the different channels and all of the different ways that God might communicate with us as individuals and allow people to find their own pathway to their own divine, to the divine in their way? Or are you finding yourself judging people who are spiritual in ways that are different than you? Is your spiritual path, has it become something that gives you another thing to define yourself as or to label yourself as or to judge yourself as either being inferior or superior to other people or is your spiritual path about learning more and being able to be more integrated with yourself and with others and with life and these are questions that i really had to ask myself because when spirituality spirituality kind of shattered around me I was able to suddenly see the answer very crystal clear in what things were actually me feeling a sense of spirituality with myself and me trying to almost fit into a label or a role or a stereotype. What feels spiritual to me? What feels like it's just me trying to feed my ego even on a subconscious level and to just be aware of those things and be honest about those things. Cause again, I'm just human. We're all just human. And anyone, even the ones that I feel that have really gone on the far end, like the ego side of spirituality, it's like, you're also just human, dude. Like we're all just trying to figure it out. To finish off today's chat, we've been talking for a while. And if you've made it this far, then thank you for sticking around and just unpacking this with me because like I said, cathartic. I want to talk about what I, I think spirituality is to finalize this because I think a lot of people try and discredit spirituality with science and I understand that. Just like with being open-minded to spirituality, I'm just as open-minded to science and I understand specifically most people feeling like they need to see it to believe it. That said, the law of attraction is science. Like I will say that my opinion on this will not waver. The law of attraction is universal law. Frequencies and vibrational energies are a part of our human experience and our human existence, even if you can't see them. Just like how your cell phone or even the fact that you're tapped into Wi-Fi right now, that's coming from signals and frequencies that you cannot see. Frequencies that are able to reach your cell phone or reach your laptop by penetrating through walls, by penetrating through whatever building you're in, whatever house you're in, because the frequencies are small enough or, or can break through the atoms of things like your walls or your doors. I'm doing a terrible job at explaining this. I love learning about it, but I feel like it's not my natural tongue. I always feel like I'm a little out of my element when I try and bring the science side into it, just because I speak more poetically. I'm more, I'm definitely more of a metaphoric type, but poetic or not, or metaphoric or not, or scientific or not, even science is sometimes wrong. So we can't even 100% back science either. Science has proven itself to be wrong again and again, and that's because science evolves on itself. So I 100% believe when you're tuned into a certain frequency, you attract that frequency towards you. I will even go as far as saying that I have experienced some unexplainable things or undeniable coincidences and felt some weird 
messages come through or signs or even I, I will go as far as saying that I've seen something to the point where you're like, am I seeing this right now? But you're seeing it. So I definitely think that there's a lot that I don't know how to explain. My understanding of the quote, we are the universe experiencing itself is that I am energy experiencing Kalen. I am energy. I am the universe experiencing itself, its own energy in a human form. Bentley is the universe or energy experiencing itself through dog form. Plants are the universe and energy experiencing itself in plant form. You know, that's my belief. Things like reincarnation and a lot of the, I guess, more traditional stories that we start to see play out in a lot of spirituality practices and beliefs and things like that can go so many different ways. Like things like reincarnation, for instance, do I believe that I am a reincarnated dog? Can't say I do, can't say I don't, only because I don't know where my energy has been. I don't think, when you take the energy out of the cup that is me, I'm a cup, I'm Kaylin, and energy is filling me, just like the water would be filling the cup. When Kaylin is no longer here and the water or the cup gets spilt back into the pool or the ocean, and then that energy gets formed into something else. Maybe bits and pieces of that energy were once me that go into something else, and bits and pieces of my energy go into something else and something else. Like, I don't think that one, I am like a re reincarnated soul over and over and over again. I really will go as far as saying that I like to consider things like alien life forms and that perhaps our intelligence or state of consciousness or ability to even be aware of ourselves might not necessarily be the same thing that we're talking about with spirituality. I don't know. I love to consider these truths. I love to explore these ideas, but truly and honestly, I just think that spirituality is connecting to your spirit, connecting to your energy, connecting to the life force that allows you to think, that allows you to see, breathe, taste, move, feel, touch, everything. There's times and things that allow me to feel more tapped into that, more connected to my spirit. And then there are times and chapters and periods of my life and also those same exact things that sometimes don't make me feel connected and don't make me feel in touch with my spirit or just aren't, the portal is no longer working. We are literally spiritual energy, just like bumping around in human bodies, you know, and just trying to understand and comprehend and rationalize and compartmentalize something that can't be explained. We're trying to explain the unexplainable here. Overall, I just believe in the freedom for each individual, if it isn't hurting anybody, to get spiritual nourishment from any portal that allows them to connect to that spiritual well, that energetic well of endless, boundless energy, abundant energy. I believe in spirituality just as much as I believe in spiritual freedom. And that's what I'm going to put my pin in today and I'm going to end it there. I don't know why I felt compelled to tell you my own struggles with spirituality and my own insecurities with my own spirituality and my own faults with jumping down trendy sides of spirituality, of kind of buying into it and things like that, but then ultimately where it's led me or where I've landed with it all and, and how there's some things, there's some parts of spirituality that will remain unchanged and unprofitable because it's, you can't sell somebody themselves. And that is literally what spirituality is. It's you, in my opinion.
like I said. So I'm gonna go. I feel like I'm gonna start talking in circles again if I don't stop myself. Let me know your guys' thoughts on spirituality down below. If you've ever struggled with spirituality, where you're at right now in your own journey, any thoughts on anything I've said today. Aside from that, I love you guys all the way to Proxima B and back and all the way back to the energetic universal tapestry that we all came from and back because we are one, you know? I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. We've talked about all kinds of weirdness today. Anyway, I'm gonna talk to all of you guys next week in our next Utober themed coffee talk. Bye guys.